first time I did that lift, I was scared to be on the air. So I did it close to a wall and we have this wall on the studio that you can grab it on top. And the first time I ever did that, when I went up, I was so scared to come down that I grabbed the wall and I just like stayed there like a monkey on the tree. And I was like, I'm not coming down there. So I just literally hanged on the walls. Yeah, and screaming as Estonians do, apparently. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Two Two Guys, a podcast about ballet hosted by ballet dancers. My name is Keelan, and today I have on the show very special guest, Ketlin Oya. Ooh, hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did I pronounce your last name right? I don't think I've ever said it out loud. Um, I feel like you made it sound like more intriguing than it actually is. It's just Oya, very simple Estonian oh, yeah. name. Yes. Right. yes. Right. So I don't usually make this offer to my guests, but would you like to have this conversation in your language? Because I could just do the very <laughs> small amount of Estonian I know and have it like really limited. No, I feel like uh, doing this podcast is like uh, coming out of the comfort zone. So if we would do it in my language, I would be falling back into the comfort zone. Okay. So let's keep it like very uncomfortable for me. Okay. All right. So Deal. it would, the progress would happen. Sure. Sure. All right. I'll ask you really yeah. big questions, really complicated words. Um, yes. And it's my day off. So after that, I can feel I really achieved something. Yeah. by talking with you today that's great well thank so. you for giving me some of your day off yes pleasure to be here I know how important days off are in Estonia it's like <laughs> why in Estonia in particular well because we only get one a week yes. and usually it isn't even really a day off because like somehow you're so tired from like the week that you really just wake up at like noon anyways or you wake up late and then you probably need to go to bed early for the next mm -hmm. week so you get kind of like yeah. seven hours off. it's like it, I found that and then you got to do your grocery shopping and maybe some meal prep and your laundry and so it's like I just did my laundry <laughs> right. yeah so um so you're back at work now you're performing again yes since the middle of August yes we started shows in September Estonia was one of the few theaters that seemed to pretty consistently you were able to come back and perform throughout the pandemic. Yes, I think uh, it's the benefit of being in a small country that it's maybe a little bit easier to adjust with things, but we still had like uh, quite a few long breaks also, like more than two months. So it's just been great to be back now. And actually I just have uh, Alice in Wonderland coming up next week. So if my mind is slow today, it's because <laughs> I'm trying to like get the energy back to be ready for the next week. Right. Yeah. Alice is a really hard one. Yeah. It's like, but it's really fun. Like character wise, you're really positive and bubbly. And I feel like it makes the dancing so much easier because there's not so much like suffering. And at the end of the day, it's still a kid's ballet and kids want to leave the theater smiling and thinking about like the pink wonderland so I feel like if I approach to the role from that aspect it's not so hard anymore okay. right okay yeah doing it for the kids yes do it for the smiles <laughs> they have no idea like how hard you're working the whole time 
I think that's the goal if yeah. people watch the ballet and they're like oh actually Alice doesn't look so hard then I'm like yes I did my job really well today if they're like oh my god you must suffer through the ballet then I need to go to the gym <laughs> wow that's a good point I wonder if I've had it backwards in my career <laughs> when people are like wow that's so hard I'm like yeah thanks it's one like so yeah. like is one of those I think you can't hide it yeah. it looks hard yeah even if you do it effortlessly you have Swan Lake coming up too right at the end of October I have one show yes right so that's actually a good segue because I brought you on today hoping to talk about something I've been having a hard time like articulating really simply but when you're first given a soloist opportunity and you're first given maybe a principal role we often get paired up with somebody who's done it before. It makes sense for directorship or choreographers to say, this person's experienced and this person is inexperienced. Let's put them together. Yes. And what I found in my career is it's a really big shift from, oh, this is my first time. I'm new at this and my partner's supporting me to, oh, now I'm the one supporting somebody else. Like my partner is new and maybe this is even her first ever attempt at a soloist role and it's a huge role, right? And it, yeah. it kind of changes from a me focus to a we focus to a her focus. And we can get yes. into that more as we go. I'm using the pronouns of like me and her because my partners would be f female and your partners would be guys. So yes. there are going to be some differences because the roles that men and women perform on stage are different and the, th the responsibilities sure. are different. So it'd be interesting to see where we're similar and where we're different. Yeah, no, it's actually, like you said, the show can be the same, but the feeling is completely different. Even though if we take Swan Lake, it's like a huge responsibility and pressure anyway. So to be able to focus on you while also helping your partner maybe premiere is completely different than just the, when you start dancing the role. Because I think when you start the role well I started with you I still felt the responsibility that I don't want to let you down even if it's my premiere because I know I'm the inexperienced one so I feel like I have to prove it that I'm able to dance it in the first place and second I don't want to uh, make you work too hard for me so I always I remember I felt super guilty that you had to do all this extra work and I always try to be like, very like, thank you for doing this. I'm sorry. I'll try to get this period right or whatever. And then now I've been the partner for two other princes who premiered their first ever Swan Lake. Mm -hmm. So now uh, I've been in the situation when the other person is like, I'm so sorry. We're doing three hour rehearsals. I know your coffee's dying, but we need to do this process anyway. So I feel like it's, um, if you look at the process and you see that even if you have to start all over again with the role and for the other person, if you approach it to the way that you can also slow down the process and find details about yourself also along the way with the new partner, then actually it will help you become the better dancer too. Because uh, before I didn't know anything about male partnering. I just felt I'm on my leg or I'm not on my leg, but I didn't know the difference, like how to make that happen. But now 
especially the last time, actually the last partner I had premiered this May. So it's not so long time ago. I was in the same position again to teach a new person. And now I had to really feel in order to, because he wanted me to say that, okay, tell me what you need. But in order to know what you need, you need to know the specifics of male partnering. And I now have so much more knowledge about my body. And that I was like, wow, I think to be on my leg, you need to hold me, I don't know, from the lower hips, except right. from the higher waist. And before, when I premiered myself, I had no clue. I could just say it's right or wrong, but I couldn't tell the partner what I actually need. Yeah, like you don't even know what to ask for. Yes, yes. When you're young, you don't know like how to make it work. You're just yeah. like, oh, I fell down on my leg. But to be able to analyze the process, this is, I think, what gives the experienced dancer also like a good uh, bonus when you premiere with someone new. Yeah. So let's back up a little bit. So uh, our history and the reason I wanted to bring you on specifically is in my first season in Estonia, it was your third season, like learning the lead and swan. Yes. Right. Yes. But for whatever reason, you didn't get a performance. And yes. I think you had done some rehearsals with somebody else that season. And yes. then, then they, we got paired up. Right. And it was interesting because I joined the company and I was put with Elena for the most part. And she is prima ballerina. She's done a thousand leads at that company. Right. And so I was new. And so they put me with somebody who they knew was solid. And then once we were really good together, they thought, okay, let's see if we can start to split them up and we'll give them each new partners. Right? Yes. This is what I don't like about that. Uh, actually right now, the same thing happened. We, I worked with the guy for two and a half months. We premiered and now this season they split us up again oh. because we grow together as partnership. We do the hard work, but we can't uh, feel the outcome of our work. Like we, like you grow an apple tree, but you can't pick the apples. You, right. you're just like, okay, I'm gonna grow a new tree now, but I won't eat the apples. I just watered for like uh, a long time. So this is actually what I would suggest that it's good to put people together and experiment with them. But once you do the work, can you please let them like grow? grow yeah. it also because I feel like we also we did it we found uh, what we need and we could dance together like uh, because we know each other now and we feel each other better and then we couldn't take it to the next level because we simply uh, it wasn't in our own hands if you know what I mean I don't I do. know how it's for you I do know what you mean my at Bally Organ you would have a partnership that stayed like that for years you know and you would really grow together and improve together and develop a strong bond and then yes. the idea of like every time you get comfortable you get pulled apart again I can yes. understand how that yeah. would feel repetitive and like not a super fun way where it's like hey can I yes. just chill for like a minute at least yes can we have like a season yes. dancing together at least <laughs> or even a month even a month yeah even a few shows in a row would be nice yes yeah. yes I completely agree but so you had your premiere ultimately in uh, March 2018. And yes. so let's talk about that show a little bit. Oh my God. I was in a, uh, such a shock 
that I don't actually, I have blanks. I have only like uh, little fragments of memories from that night. So I think you know better what right. happened that night than I did because I wasn't uh, mentally there. So I don't really know. <laughs> so it was a good show. I thought you did really well. Thank you. Okay, so th there's a big difference between having your premiere and then watching somebody else have their premiere, right? And yeah. I've been lucky in my career that I've been given plenty of opportunities to do the same role over and over again, because mm -hmm. the roles don't stop being scary. Like, it's not like I'm not nervous beforehand. Like, yeah. my thoughts are still picturing all of the steps that could go wrong, yes. but I've learned how to compartmentalize them and how to put them off to the side and one of the cool things about having a new partner such as yourself in, in that premiere was it gave me something else to focus on that was more important than my own stuff. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say before too, that actually it makes you more calm because you know, you also have other person to think about and that's also like a foundation of great partnership when you don't think that I'm going to stage I'm gonna perform Swan Lake but we are going to perform Swan Lake as a team like I'm gonna be there for you you're gonna be there for me and we are gonna go and create something magical and if you feel like you're in this together it's also a shared responsibility and once the responsibility is shared, it takes the pressure a little bit off you. Like, yeah. you're like, hey, I got you. And if something, I'll fix it. That it's like a dialogue on stage. It's not that one person has to be perfect uh, or the other one. It's more like we're there for each other. But in order to, for that to happen, you need to have trust. And I feel like in my own experience, if I really trust the partner, I am at least 50% more calm on stage. But right. if I have to force the trust because you need to go on, but you actually don't have it, then I get scared on the little steps and I, I'm more tense on stage because mm. uh, I know that I need to do everything from my part. And if I don't do it, I'm gonna, I don't know, fall off the lay, for example. Yeah, so the trust I feel like is the key word for great partnerships in general. Yeah, agreed. People who aren't dancers probably wouldn't guess how difficult some of the steps are. Like you think of like the on and on whip turn in Swan Lake, right? And yes. it's like, okay, it's actually quite important that we're a certain distance from each other and that you give the amount of force you need and the guy pushes you and he catches you and stops you in the right time. Like there's a lot of ways where that could go wrong. And the lighting is really mm -hmm. dark in Swan Lake during Black yes. Swan. And maybe you're got sweat in your eye, which happens a lot for me. And like, there's mm -hmm. enough things that it could go off. And even though if it doesn't work, like even if it's bad, the mm -hmm. world isn't over. Like the rest of the show can be awesome still, but it feels yeah. like the worst thing when that, when that happens, yes. when a bad moment happens. And it's both of our jobs, but very often the guy's job to like fix it. Like whatever you got to mm -hmm. do, hold her up, you know? And so yes. I remember in your premiere, I know it had extra pressure. So not only are you, what, you were 20 or 21? <laughs> I just turned 20, I think. Okay, so you had just turned 20. You're in your third season. You're in court of ballet. And Swan Lake is a four-act ballet, and it's two characters. You're doing Odette and Odile. On top of that, it's your teacher's birthday. And it's like a yeah. big event where all of the dance 
community in Estonia all comes because it's your premiere and it's for your teacher on her birthday, yeah, I think I, her, her 80th birthday. Yeah. And so you don't want to let yourself, me, the company, the director, and your teacher, the teacher. everybody else <laughs> yeah. down. So it's like, yeah. how could they have made it any more nerve wracking? I don't know how I coped with that, actually. I don't know. Uh, one person told me from the company that, that I'm actually a very nervous type. Like uh, I get nervous quite a lot before shows, but uh, apparently I hide it quite well. And one dancer said that I've only seen you really freaking out only one time. And that was your Swan Lake premiere when I was like, oh my God, she does have nerves. And the second show with you, apparently it was already back to like normal me and everything was fine. But yeah, the person said like once in a lifetime. And I think also that was for me the most like tense situation to be in because you know, if you fail, you might never dance this again. It's the sad truth of the ballet world. They say like, yes, there's second chances, but you never know. Is there really a second chance after the show? Yeah. There's something really special, I think, about the moment either alone or with your partner in the seconds before you go on, because yes. it's this private little bubble, right? And it's yeah. a bubble that like, like say it's you and I before we walk on for your solo in second act, right? In White Swan. So the guy walks the girl on, but you're doing that solo by yourself. You, whatever you have going on in your mind, like inside you, I don't see it. I don't know what's happening. I can't read your thoughts, but I reverberate with something similar because I've been through it. Like I know what it's like when you're about to walk on for a big solo and yes. you're like, make a break. Here we go. <laughs> it's like, I can feel like right now my body, like it's, it's like such a precious special time. It's like the birth of a universe. It's like yeah. nobody really sees it, but we're there for it and we live it. And then once it's gone, like you can't get it back. Like maybe the seconds before you jump out of a plane or go on for a big meeting or something, yeah. you might feel similar, but there's something really special about, I know I've got eight more counts. I know I've got enough rosin on my shoes. I hope my hair looks fine. Mm -hmm. And so I shared some of those moments with you and I'm glad I did because it's such a privilege to have yes. those times. But so in your premiere, I remember one moment that maybe you don't remember. I don't. <laughs> white Swan towards the end, which means that you're super tired. Yeah. Like the girl has just done a million steps and her calf is like always the foot. They always say you can't even feel your foot yeah. again. And so um, we do step, step arabesque and this kind of awkward, like in the attitude turn around and then it's a whip turn. And it's, the, it's a, one of the very famous moments in Swan Lake because we do a whip turn and maybe let's say four or five, but you don't finish facing the front, which is normal. You finish facing me, yeah. the guy at the back and you do this back bend. And again, you're exhausted and we have to hold you up because it's really hard what you're doing. Yeah. And I remember it was your premiere and all I have in my head is don't mess this up. Don't mess this up like for her. Like do it like you need to make oh, like, because all of that pressure that's on you. I didn't want that pressure to get <laughs> the best of you so I'm sorry for that but that's, but that's the thing it's okay because like I'm happy to carry some of that burden like that's my job right it's literally why I get yeah. paid is to make it work for you but so we do the whip turn and I accidentally turned you like one half too many and so I had to really quickly flip you around and I just as a kind of reflex which is not a great reflex I just said fuck because it wasn't like I was angry at you or anything I was just like 
fuck like i had a mental blank for a i remember that split second you said it yes i remember that now yeah and when we talked about it i think later you said oh i'm sorry because you thought i was swearing like because you did something wrong and i was like no no like i was upset at myself (laughs) because this is an important moment for you um and you know in reality you watch the video it's nothing like you know you wouldn't even really notice it yeah but in my head it's like i know what perfect is and that's what i want to give you yeah but I think there is no perfection. It's uh, more about how you react spontaneously to each other. And it's not also about technical elements. I find that it's also important to emotionally react live because sometimes someone changes something, even like subconsciously, and you need to be able to react to that. And once the reaction happens, it just gives like a new interpretation rather than making it the flaw that you just had. Or right. something that went differently. Different can also be like a good thing. So yeah, they can keep it fresh. I never. I don't think it was like a big mistake. I think I did worse things by myself than this one period with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy. I enjoy the partnering. Like, like, why is it that we choose to do things that scare us? Like, why is it that I always push for roles, even if the role is going to scare me? I don't know. Yeah. We love the challenge. But when a somebody who's maybe a new partner, you know, comes up and they're like, okay, we're gonna do this big whip turn now on stage, and you're like, I have no idea what she's about to do. Like I know what we've rehearsed, but that doesn't mean it's what's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, you never know what's gonna happen on stage, especially if yeah. you dance together in the first time. I think that's what makes me always a little bit anxious with the new partner because everyone's different on stage. Like, is he gonna be calm? Is he gonna be like, do I need to uh, put more energy for things to work? Like, I don't know how to uh, reserve my energy because I don't know what's the dynamic between us on mm. actual stage. So I don't know. I was gonna ask that. Was I like really nervous on stage or how did you feel? So we had, so I would say no. In general, no, not at all. Yeah. Okay. You didn't seem nervous to me. Like, I understand that internally it might have been intense, but that's the thing yeah. that I'm, I'm talking about where you just have to kind of compartmentalize it because it doesn't serve yeah. you. Like, you have to find a way through, anyways. So, no, you generally felt really calm. There was the one time we did the show outside at the beginning of the season where it was like mm-hmm. in front of the orchestra, we had like a really small stage and we did White Swan. That, that show, you were nervous and I could feel it in the body. Yes. But that yes. was one time and that's actually a perfect space to not feel great because it's like oh good get it out of your system and then when we do the real show inside i always feel better in in real shows because it's like you don't only have eight minutes you have the whole show you can grow as a character or as an artist and it almost feels like you don't only have this one chance to get it right actually the thing you told me uh, during Swan Lake, what's really mentally helped me afterwards. I think you don't remember this now. We were waiting the White Swan Adagio from Second Act, and we are. You were telling th- about this pressure, precious moment before it happens, mm-hmm. and that was during this moment. And I was like, because I know it's really hard for me. The Adagio still is, and you told me, remember, ninety percent of what's about to happen is probably like we rehearsed. The only thing that's right now 
out of our control is the 10%. And even if some this one period during our premiere, it happened, that, that was this 10%, but 90% was what we intentionally did. And that's like, because the principal role is actually really good because you have two hours to really open yourself up rather than doing this one maybe fairy variation when you have 50 seconds and that's it. So in some ways, uh, I find principal roles easier, like emotionally to mm. dance than small parts because I know I don't have much time and I have to do my part with this very small amount of time. Yeah, the idea there was that, yeah, 90% of what we do before a big role, like it's always going to be the same, like whatever you rehearse, yeah. it's going to be the same. So don't stress. Yeah. There's maybe yeah. three steps in the ballet that might not work, you know, but probably they will. And the best chance they, that you have at making them work is if you just do yeah. it like you rehearse. So don't exactly. worry. Exactly. Like, in the big picture, it's still going to be okay. Yeah. Big picture, okay. even if it's a bad show, quote unquote, bad show, yeah. big picture, it's going to be 95%. It's all going to be the exact same. So don't worry. Um, yeah. That's a good point. That's a really cool point, actually, that the longer the show, the better, because you have more space to get into it and you don't just have to nail it and then you leave and that's yeah. it. Even if you're nervous in the beginning, you have time to calm down and still be yeah. you. Yeah. So the nerves will also fade away during the show. Yeah, agreed. So there's a couple things I want to get to. Um, so fundamentally the role of a male dancer and a female dancer in a potata are different, right? In a partnership, they're different. This is an oversimplification, but not a massive one, where a guy generally in a potata stands behind the girl and holds usually her hips or her waist and supports her while she does pretty things. The woman does all of the pretty things. So she's doing developés, pirouettes, arabesques, big jumps, and we're lifting her, supporting her, helping her turn. But if you just like, if you separated us like digitally, and then you just showed what is she doing and what is he doing? He's mostly standing there, just standing, <laughs> like literally standing still. And maybe his hands move or he shifts his weight. And she's yeah. doing like yoga on one leg. Like she's just <laughs> doing a million things, right? Yeah. And so when I have a new partner, it doesn't change too much of what I'm doing because I'm still standing there. Maybe there's a bit more energy for me to contend with. I might need to be extra focused, you know, like extra prepared for something surprising happening because she's new, but it's not like a big threat to my show having a new partner, right? It might take a bit more energy for me because she's new and I have to hold a bit more that maybe I'll be a little bit more tired for my solos, but it doesn't change much. Yeah. I think that's very different from what you would experience when you have a new partner. Yes, completely. I. For me, I always say in ballets like Swan Lake, when I mostly dance with the partner, I think 50% of the way I look depends on the partner. It's just the, the way it is. Like, because if I'm not on my leg, my leg will cramp. If I will cramp, then I can't do the things I want to like show. I can't give the same quality because uh, I simply don't have the tools to do that so it's uh, for me it's always the partner is the most important thing actually 
because there's so many levels also. There's emotional level. You have to have chemistry with him. You need to have this emotional connection because the worst thing is like when you put yourself out there and you don't feel it back, then you just feel the wall and you feel like he's not giving you the energy to really create a romantic ballet. That's one thing. Then it's the technical thing, like uh, who leads more? Some partners want to do it all by themselves. Some partners want you to really take the force for the pirouette. You need to be able to understand what the partner wants. So that this is where the communication comes in. The third point is psychological, how people want to be worked. For some people, I have to be very calm and very slowly explain what I'm thinking. But in reality, I'm really bubbly. I'm quite like intense. I'm like, let's do that, that, that. No, this doesn't work. We need to do it again. But some people, it doesn't work. So you need to find a way how to communicate verbally also to not put the other person in a bad position. And I feel that's the hardest thing to be in the same level technically, emotionally, and psychologically. So you would calm each other, not annoy each other. <laughs> or like, it, you just have to have all these three components in order to even do a nice uh, leading part together. And uh, yeah, that takes time. And this is what I haven't been able to explore so much because I keep changing partners very very often still so what I'm missing is this I I once joked in my dressing room that all the princes I ever danced are leaving the company or retiring <laughs> like I can't keep a partner once I achieve some uh, something nice the person like just moves on to the next one or like moves or stop dancing or something. So I don't know what it is, but I really hope I get to explore the deepness of the dance partnering that actually is the goal of our art form to really like express ourselves as individuals and as like partners. Right. But for me, it changes everything, a new partner. Like I can't say the same thing that a new partner is like, oh, still kind of the same ballet. It's yeah. like, for me, it's like a new ballet. Yeah, and I think that's, that's, that's the thing. That's the compare and contrast I was interested in. Like you have the foundation of partnering skills, which you can pretty much use on everyone. But for a ballerina, you are depending on the skills of your partner more yeah. than the male dancer is depending on the skills of a female partner. Unless the male dancer doesn't really know how to partner and he just needs her to be perfect. There are some guys who kind of just like, I need the girl to be a certain way for me yes. to be okay. And yes, I felt that all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've, yeah. You've had a lot of partners now. In preparation for this, I talked to Taylor, who was my partner for years in Bally Organ. And cause she was the one who ushered me into principal dancing, right? Like before I ever did any principal work, she did Swan Lake and she had an experienced partner when she did it. So she learned with him. And then the next year I started doing lead work and she was my partner and I asked her what it was like. And, and she talked about how at the beginning she felt she had to be perfect 
because I was new. And if she wasn't perfect, I didn't know how to fix it. And it might be a really familiar thing that the way I described when you had your premiere, I felt like I had to be perfect, right? Yeah. I wanted to give you the complete show. I think she had to be perfect because if she wasn't perfect, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like you said, if there's a situation that you know that the partner can't adjust so well just yet, and you know, to be able to really make it work, it's literally more on you than on your partner, then that really adds the pressure. And I wish I would have like a solution for that, but I feel like the extra pressure is kind of inevitable in this situation. Like my heart goes out to you. Like I, I wish I could help because like that's something I like doing and something I, I think I'm yes. pretty good at doing is like, let yes, me just sure. let me make this comfortable for you. What do you need? At the very least, let me make it safe. Like you're never gonna fall. I got you. Yes, yes. That's what I liked about dancing with you. That I always felt safe. So I, I knew that whatever happens, I'm safe. I'm in safe hands. He's got me, and right. like uh, that's actually it's very rare feeling to feel like safe on stage. I think it's very precious if that happens. Right. Yeah. So actually, I wanted to talk about that a little bit. I think all of that, like any skill I have at partnering, um, I can trace it back directly to the first partnering class I ever did. So I was at, uh, I was in Banff. It's a Banff National Park. It's a beautiful city in Alberta. Google it if you haven't seen it before, Mm B-A-N-F-F. And they would have a summer program every summer and there, there used to be a professional and then a, a student, like a training and a professional uh, side. And I went as the training side when I was like 14. And they gave us a part of the class and there were five guys and then a bunch of girls. And I don't remember the, the girl's name, but like, I wish I did because I would message her and say, thank you. But she was older than me, maybe 18 something. And we were doing lifts and I put her down like on point, like I left her and put her down on point. And, and I put her down too hard and she said, Oh, Hey, hey, like, make sure you put me down gently. I have shin splints. Like I need you to put me down gently, always put your girl down gently. And it was, you know, the first time I was ever doing this and it, it stuck in my brain. Cause I was also like super shy, like super insecure. And I had this girl, not in a mean way, she was really nice, but told me never do that. Like if you want to be doing your job, never do that thing. Always be careful. And so that's what I like. It went into my brain. Like part of my DNA code now is when you're lifting a girl, make sure she comes down gently. Sometimes to my detriment because I'm behind the music because it's like I have to make sure she's safe every time. Yeah. But that trained me right at the beginning that it isn't about me. It's about her because what I do can literally hurt somebody. You know, it's the difference between her being healthy or her being hurt. And at such a young age, I think that informed all of my approach also like the guys who don't really care about partnering I don't get it it's like this is the most masculine opportunity you have like you have an opportunity to take care of a woman in her most vulnerable moments you know she's doing 10 pirouettes like you have an opportunity to be the guy and just support her isn't that fun and it's easy (laughs) like it's way easier (laughs) than doing pirouettes by yourself you just stand there don't you want to look like you know, it's like the Disney <laughs> Prince. Don't you want to be 
that guy? Don't you want to be a Disney prince? <laughs> don't you want to be that? Yeah, exactly. Um, and don't you want to be the guy that all the girls in the change room say like, oh, he's so good. Oh, yeah, I wish you, you know, don't you like, that's a fun <laughs> thing to aspire to, right? And it's, yeah. to me, it's easier than learning how to do a 540. Is it's like, I'm just going to yeah. hold her. And yeah, I digress. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the, the kind of the beginning of my philosophy around partnering. It's a good one. Okay, so there's one little piece I want to finish off with, okay? Mm -hmm. And um, I've already touched on it here, but so I'm just going to finish off with something nice. <laughs> so when I first did Swan Lake, sorry, when I first started doing lead roles, I never really watched my partner do her solo, right? Because usually like mm -hmm. the guy does his solo, he goes and he has two minutes to breathe and then he has to come back and do a coda. So like, after my solo, my dancing, my job isn't done. Like maybe the hardest part is coming up because double tours into arabesque are, are not so yeah. easy. I also come here, it's no. not so easy and you're really tired. So I usually sit and I just like gasp and then I come back. Yeah. But over the years, over doing the work, I noticed that changing. I did not know that. I mean, sometimes you're just like, I'm just going to go sit and catch my breath. But there are opportunities where you, where I do get to watch. And one of the nice ones was in our version in Estonia, like I said, for the second act solo that you dance, in most versions of the guys not even on stage, but in this yeah. version, we're on stage with you and we watch you do it. And it was really a cool moment because again, no one's looking at me. They're looking at you dance. Yeah. But it's this cool moment where I guess Tom, when he choreographed it, he kind of like gave us a gift without realizing it because like the goal is to have a connection. It is a romantic ballet. This is the moment where we're falling in love with you. And when I remember when you do your premiere and then the following shows, you would nail that solo. And it's not an easy solo, like lots of balances, lots of like, well, like renversees and arabesques and you danced it really well. And what's cool is I remember just watching you do it and feeling so happy for you. When, whenever you would nail something, I would just feel like so joyous for you. Because like, again, there's no pressure on me. I'm just watching and enjoying the show like the audience, right? Except I know you and I know it's what you're going through and I know how much it means to you. And then we would walk off stage and, I, and you'd, you'd sit down and like shake your feet out or whatever to try to get like blood <laughs> back into your cast. Yeah. And, and, and I would just like to tell you, like you did such a good job. And so I watched this thing develop over time where, especially in Swan Lake and especially in act two, where I would come and always try to um, uplift or uh, reinforce positivity, like um, encourage. I would always try to say something nice and encourage. And sometimes maybe you'd look at me and you'd be like, was, was it okay? Or, you know, for the, for the part of it, like, was it okay? And I'd be like, it was yeah, great. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> you're doing great. Like, it's really, you're, you're doing great. And I think all of this is, you could like chart it on a line from new guy to experienced person, right? Because when I was new, I wasn't thinking about how do I support the girl? I was thinking about how do I get through the show, right? How do I not blow this? And like when I, like another example is when I first started doing lead stuff and I checked this with Taylor, I would tell her that I was nervous. I would tell her I was freaked out. I would tell her I was in pain, all this stuff. I stopped doing that at some point because I realized this isn't benefiting anybody. 
And yeah. it doesn't benefit me because now I just introduced it into our relationship that I'm nervous. So now every time I talk to you, my nervousness is at play. And mm-hmm. I've also put it in your head that I'm nervous or I'm in pain. Yeah. And that isn't helping you. And if you're more no. nervous because I'm nervous, well, that actually hurts me. Like, so I stopped yeah. putting that out there and I started really just putting out positivity, calm energy, good vibes. Everything's going to yeah. be fine. And if I was struggling or suffering or worried, I didn't need to make it bigger. I didn't need to broadcast it. And I found that what kind of took its place was a caring, loving, bonded presence. And because we did have enough time to work together, we, we got to de- develop a relationship. Yeah. I, I like genuinely cared about you. And so I genuinely cared about your success and I was invested. And that is a more beautiful experience to me because it's less about me 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 and it's more about like I said from me it's more about us yeah it's like uh, this bond you need to create that you're just not uh, like caring about yourself but so even beyond us it went to her like it went to you okay right Mm -hmm. and that's a cool thing because if I cannot think about myself because I'm actually more thinking about you amazing (laughs) great because my show's still gonna happen yeah but and I'll, I'll think about me when I'm about to go on stage for my variation. Like, don't worry, I'm thinking about me. But in all of the times where I can stop thinking about me, it's actually quite freeing. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I just wanted to let you know that and, and share that. Very nice. I think it's an arc that takes place uh, or that can only take place over time. Yes, yes. And of course, it uh, transforms the stage also. If you genuinely care about something, it will you will like uh, consciously and subconsciously bring it uh, on stage people will feel it with you and I feel it will make such a difference in your development uh, in a role also if you have this genuine friendship partnership or just like mutual respect the audience will also sense that like energy and the bond you've created once you reach to the point that me, me, me becomes like we, 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 or her or him. And uh, this is like why we dance. Do you feel that? Um, okay, so before we go, remember the sit lift at the fourth <laughs> X one like, do you have anything you want to say about that one? What that was like for you learning that the first time? Um, <laughs> I'm still freaked out about that lift. But now I've had the partners when I know it's the toughest uh, point for them, like because it's at the end of the ballet. And then I remember I've been on stage like, you can do this, you can do this. Or like, breathe, breathe, calm. And one partner actually even lifted me up and he was like, yes, <laughs> that it worked. That he was, right. uh, I was up there like Spartacus, woohoo, nice. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> even though it was like a sad moment still because you don't know like if you're going to end up together or not. Yeah. So, but still, I, I'm always like after this, the ballet is done not after 32 for this after yeah. this like big lift for me right. i'm like okay i can go home and drink my tea now <laughs> so just to paint the scene for for people at home who don't know what we're talking about um there's a oh, lift gosh. you'll see in, in certain ballets there's a lift we do in you do it on yonyegin in uh oh. swan lake at the end of swan lake there's a few ballets mm-hmm. where so the girl's standing on one leg and she's in like turned in passe and the guy puts his hand like 
literally like underneath her, like her butt yeah. or like lower and holds the, yeah. the bent leg. And then she plies and she jumps and the bent leg becomes straight and he lifts up. So he's got, it's kind of like the Statue of Liberty. Like you're sitting yeah. on the guy's hand and his hand is yeah. above his head as high as it goes. And we're yeah. holding your, your one leg to our chest to kind of stabilize. So yeah. it requires all the trust in the world because the girl has to trust that she's going to be sitting in the air plus her yeah. upper body. So her eyes are like at least 10 feet, if not 11 feet above the ground. And <laughs> in our version, it's at the end of the ballet. So we're both tired. And, and you're we, tall. So I'm even yeah, higher. <laughs> yeah, you're really up there. And we, we walk like in a horde of swans, like all the swans are around us running and we're walking through them. And then we turn around and walk back. And I remember learning that with you when I would turn and you'd be like, whoa, because you didn't, like, it's really weird. You have to do nothing because <laughs> you can't help me. Like, if you move, it's yeah. worse, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think you figured it on like the second or third try, you were all good. Um, I still sometimes scream on right. the run through. So I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah. I still do that. <laughs> That's an Estonian thing. I, I never heard a girl scream in rehearsal until I came to Estonia. And y'all do it all the time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, bravo, bravo for that. Um, Caitlin, thank you so much for being here. This has been an absolute blast, really. Uh, how can people find you? Uh, Google me. Google you. Okay. Find me on social media. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just go to any cafe in Tallinn and there's going to be your picture on some poster somewhere. <laughs> You're on like no, the Alice one. The case. You're on the Alice one and you're on the Tango one. Oh, yeah. How Tango did you know that? Uh, Evgeny posted on a story, I think. Oh, okay. It okay, looks okay. really good. It's a really nice photo. Yeah. I mean, yeah, find me on Instagram, social media. Just write me if you want to know more. Yeah. Okay. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at 22guys or email us at 22guyspod at gmail.com. Keep the reviews coming in. Keep the emails coming in. It's fantastic. Ketlin, thank you again. And Herr Daiga. Yeah, Herr Daiga. Do you have a sense of belonging anywhere? Dance. Just dance. Dance.